I saw a an advertisement that that shook me, shook me to my very core, Travis. Not the core. The core. The Apple core. I don't have a very strong core, so you can, <laughs> you can see how it was a real, real knock the wind out of me kind of moment. Uh, I was driving to work this morning, and um, I was driving to work this morning here on episode fifty something. Uh, this will be fifty two. Oh, it's gonna be fifty two. It's gonna be fifty two. Yeah. Fifty two. Is your thing turned on? My mic, yeah. Oh, it's just really quiet. That's okay. I can hear it, just not as loud as me for some reason. Weird. Well, yeah, just, I'll turn you up a little. Do you feel turned up? I feel turned on. Okay. Well, if I that's sound? all it takes is twisting a knob. I mean, that's <laughs> generally what works. Okay. Do I sound better? It's like you're the you're the bop it. That's how you, that's how you have love making is like playing bop it, twist it, what smack it. What the hell is a bop it? You've never played Bop It? I've seen a Bop It. I've never seen it used. I'm, frankly, I was a little intimidated. Did you know it. they made travel Bop It's? What, how is the regular Bop It not a travel Bop It? It's like Simon, except it, it's just telling you to do stuff, and you have to do it, and if you don't, you fail. It's just, okay. It's a, that's it's what games funky, are, basically. Funky Simon? Mm-hmm. Weird. Funky Simon. Weird. I never liked Simon, either. I don't I like don't, being told what to do. I do. I like Simon. I like Simon. Bop it, I still am I'm wary of, I guess. <laughs> wary of the bop it. All right. You know, uh, Sounds hey, too much like bob it. Pardon me. Uh, on this uh, episode 52 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. I was uh, on the way to work and uh, saw an advertisement for uh, Coors. You know the beer. Oh, yeah. The beer that I believe featured in uh, the movie uh, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> That's true, yes. It, it, was it is the a, featured beer of that movie. Was, <laughs> <laughs> the, you, the beer that apparently is just shipped as empty boxes, because whenever boxes fell over, you could tell they were completely empty. Were they? I, or people would fall through that. them, or they would that drive a sense. forklift through them. That makes sense. <laughs> what, a weird, what a weird movie that makes no sense now. They were eastbound and down. Uh, they were also loaded up and trucking. It was actually a more progressive movie than you would think. Was it? Yeah, I watched it recently, and yeah, we, it was we talked about this before. That the the convoy was very uh, inclusive. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? Snowman or whatever. He yeah, he had all these stops on the road, and it was very, uh, you know, diverse. The the people that he associated with and were friends with, but yes. Jackie Jackie, Jackie Gleason, Gleason did not his so best much. To snuff that though. Yeah. <laughs> Dear departed Jack. <laughs> he pretty much hated Jackson. everybody, but he especially hated the non-whites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? Uh, because it's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Uh, also, also ridiculous. The cold activated can for cores making its return. Apparently, making its return. I had what? heard of its first run. So you buy it, and it's <clears throat> you buy it in your cores, room temperature. Your your can of cores is uh, a mood ring. Huh. It, it, this is okay. Oh, so, so the can just changes colors when it gets cold, so you know it's ready. And to, I thought you were saying that you I pop the top and it instantly becomes cold. Travis, I was like, I, no, no, we haven't hit that. We need that on yet. everything, Travis. We, uh, I know, as a big drinker that I know you are. Do you remember the the large the, sort of the mascot for Coors? Was let's see, I think Spuds McKenzie was Budweiser or something, or maybe that's the horses. Maybe you remember the slogan: "If you wanted cores, where would you head?" Uh, t- 
to the beer place. I don't know. It, it has mountains on the camp. Okay, they're Rocky Mountains. And when it's cold, you know it's cold if the mountains are blue. Ah. But also it has a special, even deeper blue that shows you that it's ice cold. Ice cold. Our mountains are a little blue right now. It's a little, it's a little chilly here. Uh, yeah, I, I got to work. It didn't happen. We had rainy season. I got to work, and there was snow on cars, and I wanted to punch <laughs> the cars. Yeah, I was wearing uh, shorts yesterday, and it started snowing. So you, and I was like, this was well thought your out. Ma- your mountains were a little ice blue then? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> the mountains, the dells, all of the things. So, I, I, I don't know. I was just... The 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 gimmickry that is gimmickry that I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> uh, apparently, again, uh, it was something I guess they did in 2011, which even at the time still seems very gimmicky to have a mood ring can. I say, why not? You know, I bet it's, it's really it's, impressive if you've had a few. It, it, it's it harkens from a time of Crystal Pepsi and uh, did you Crystal you remember, Pepsi's back? Do you remember Orbit's soda? No, I remember Orbit's gum. Uh, the, I think it was called Orbits. It, there was a soda that maybe this description will tell you. Do you okay. Remember a soda like a clear, like a Crystal Pepe, Pepsi-ish soda, but it had little floating balls in it. No, but I know that there are things out there like you can buy at World Market. They're like a Japanese soda that have little the one that had the marble in them. Yeah. Yeah, I like some those. of those are terrible. Some of them taste like bug spray. Yeah, the, the, I mean <laughs> flavors off, but it's an interesting way to open a soda, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to see will, if I can find a picture. How about this? Uh, I was at a Burger King last week, and in the Coca-Cola Freestyle machine, you can get Surge. That's right. I didn't know Surge was back. Surge I know is, It's all back. Okay, it's so all back. If you, if you can not, come around Not here new a Coke. Bit, new Coke's are, not back. These are Orbit Soda. Uh, all right. I, th- I want to say they're a 90s gimmick soda. I honestly don't think I've ever seen those before. My no. dad, my dad was so enamored with that he kept a bottle of it. <laughs> like a decade or so later, we found it in the basement, and all those little balls had kind of expanded to be about the size of a marble. Wow! <laughs> so you actually drank the balls? Yeah. So it was, what was it like, little tapioca balls or something? You know what? I I, I don't know. <clears throat> Just some sort of like gummies or yeah. I don't. I frankly I don't know what they were. Have you ever had those little tapioca balls? They put a like I think I got it with uh, frozen yogurt once, and they'd put like fruit juice in them or whatever. They were really good. They'd pop in your mouth. What like gushers? Yeah, except it was actually juice. Huh. Sounds tasty. Ten percent juice. I kind of want a gusher now though too. Gushers overrated. <laughs> it doesn't really explode. It just kind of gets softer. I'll tell you oh. something. I'll tell you something that's fantastic. <laughs> There's a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I need to recover. Okay, from- first of all, Werther's originals. There's a reason old people love them. They I'm are not- fantastic candy. I, I, I do enjoy Werther's originals. They, they have a reputation. They taste like really good caramel. <laughs> but, but it was just like, hey, I'm going to give you a real one <laughs> here. Let me tell you about it. The Werther's original. There are some that you bite into them, and there's a soft caramel on the inside. Hmm. It's outstanding. You can also get them where the the outside is like a sour apple, and then you bite into it, and there's a caramel on the inside. So it's like you're eating a caramel apple. That does sound. That actually does sound mighty tasty. They're quite nice. You could probably buy them at Shopco. I may have to go to Werther's. (laughs) 
The shop co bias is gone now. Yeah, but I, I notice across the street there's an axe throwing place now. Yeah, they've, that's been there for a while. Oh, has it? I keep looking for Jason Mimosa there. How many times have I driven past that thing and not even noticed it was there? Oh, really? It's next to where Night Flight Comics was. Yeah, it's a Night Flights is like a jewelry pawn shop kind of place. <laughs> As it should be. It's, a, it's unfortunate, I guess. I went in there a couple times and they like followed my kids around everywhere they went. Really? So I was like, yeah. Oh. Uh, oddly enough, living right next to it, I didn't go a ton. I went to uh, Dr. Volt's mostly. That's where I go if I'm going to go buy comics. Which is a pretty good... Which uh, isn't very often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent enough place. But the, those comic shops are weird dens of very specific people that aren't always as welcoming as you'd like them to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get it. It doesn't make it right, but I kind of understand where they're coming from. It's... It's special to them. They want to protect it. I don't know. I, I am reminded that I think uh, Free Comic Book Day is this Saturday. Yeah. The, um, By the, the time this comes out, it'll have been like yesterday. The <laughs> aforementioned uh, Mike Norton of uh, Battle Pug fame. Mm-hmm. He has a Free Comic Book Day comic of his new uh, collaboration called Grumble. That is about a demon hunting uh, pug that speaks and walks on its all fours, or walks on, not on all fours, walks on its hind legs, hmm. and has a bad attitude. And I think he's having a crossover with a much older comic called The Goon. I remember The Goon. Yeah. Vaguely. Just a, it's a, it's a cool. The, the Goon and Hellboy are a little similar-ish, and they've had their own crossover comics, but just a kind of a old. Like forties type gangstery kind of thing crossed with sort of demony kind of character. It's crisscrossed with everything you can think of. Yeah, <laughs> I got an offer to write a comic book. Get out of here. True. Get out of here. It's true. I I got it at a at Fan X. Really? Uh, I was on the Umbrella Academy. Two of the people that were on it, it was uh, Travis Romney and Chris Hoffman. They they uh, write the Gull. Have you ever? The goal. The goal. It's a guy dressed up in a seagull costume. Is is this a Utah based? Yeah, idea? yeah. They're okay. they're they're small time and they produce it themselves. But they kind of offered, you know, if I can have any ideas or whatever, and I want to write one, hit them up and they'll send me some stuff on, you know, just pointers the right way to do it and. Hey, jump in. It's you know. Yeah, I've got a few ideas. Hey. Keep them, keep them to yourself. We don't want Yeah, I'm not going to give it to, away to our, our huge listening audience. But yeah, I, I hope I get to check out the free comic book day stuff. I, mean, you know, I've been, I think they're around 9.30 or 10 <coughs> at, at Dr. Volt's. I don't know yeah, all the other shops. We went a couple of years ago, and we didn't get there as maybe early. It, we got there before it opened, but you know, still there was quite a big line getting in there. There's always just a, a ton. Like They'll be giving the comics away all day long. And I think they still have probably some from last year. They get a huge amount of. It's not like they run run out. I went to Haster's last year, and yeah, they weren't even doing it. The yeah, they weren't even doing it. They've is done Hasters, it in the past, but has Haster's kind of let the comic stuff go by? Yeah, the they didn't even they, have comics. It's really, just games really now. More of a game store, yeah. yeah, I think it's just Haster's Games and Hobby now instead of. I think they had comics in the title for a while, but yeah. uh, I don't know if they still do. A few years back, Gabe was into really into D and D with his cousins. Mm-hmm. He went in there to buy him a, a nice uh, custom dice set, and they the people there were very friendly and inviting. Were, were were very excited by the idea that there was a kid out there that was into that stuff. You can get uh, the truffle truffle cottage chocolates too. 
Is that right? Yeah. They're, really? They, they little, shape uh, them. Jack they, of all trades of candies. <laughs> I love me some candies. Speaking of candies. Oh? I was at Hatch Family Chocolates a couple days ago. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's in the avenues. It's up by the LDS Hospital. Yeah. I think it's you now have to call it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Hospital. Anyway, that, amazing. I was there recording a podcast. Can't you just call it the Church Hospital? <laughs> Might as well. Uh, yeah, but I was I was recording a podcast. The owner of that, Steve Hatch, has a podcast Travis. with a guy that I know, Travis. Dylan Maziotti. Yes. Have you been visiting other podcasts without me? Uh, yeah, I did. I did actually. Was I was I supposed to tell you ahead of time? <laughs> Travis, you podcast cheated on me. I thought we had an open relationship. <laughs> had- you can go on other podcasts too. Travis, we're podcast swingers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think I- of it as more as I don't want to. I don't want to make it cheap. I think of us as more uh, podcast polyamorous. I'm comfortable with what we have. We're, so we're polyamorous. I'm here wait, today, aren't I? Make sure you get the D's on that one. <laughs> I came back. <laughs> Anyway, so we, rec- we recorded. Now you're mine for. Okay. <laughs> we recorded in, in the in their basement, the, where they actually make the chocolates. That's all I could smell was just chocolate. Was you know cool? when you, you know when you're cooking chocolate, and it kind of you can smell the 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 uh, sugar start to crystallize, and it almost smells just almost a little bit burnt, you but not are burnt. Genuinely, a man about candy because I don't uh. know if I know what that is. Oh really? It's it's like when you make or, fudge. If I know what it is, it's it's kind of amazing that you know the very specific event that that smell is attached to. Really good fudge. It almost gets a little smoky because it's just before it starts to burn a little bit. <laughs> like when I've made it at home and stuff. I'm, so I am very. It was amazing by your love affair with candy. Right they have now. caramel malo- caramel malones. Have- <laughs> so good. They take okay. They take a, a rice krispie treat. And they dip the top in chocolate, and then the bottom is just regular Rice Krispie. And then there's a layer of caramel in between, and then they mash them together. It's called a Caramel Malone. <laughs> so good, man. That's funny. So good. Anyway, chocolates. I'm, I am, my brain is completely occupied trying to find candies for other you know, ex-jazz players, but I don't think I'm going to get there with any of them. We're just doing free commercials for all these local businesses. Yeah, I guess that. so. Here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you all heard of McDonald's? It's a local place down on the corner. Oh, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh did you see the picture of the um the women's basketball team with uh with our president? No. And their, and their trip. So the McDonald's party thing is now his thing. That's his thing now? That's what he does now. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Can you imagine being so with three hundred fillet of fish? Can you imagine being so insecure that in a moment of kind of panic, you look look the original idea of in a moment of panic he had a dumb fast food party mm-hmm. was kind of dumb. But let, let's try and give the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, you know what? They they scrambled at the last minute and they did something that they thought like, hey, maybe this will be cool, and it wasn't. But then think about being so insecure that you're like, no. This is my thing. This is how I honor dignitaries is by big piles. Value meal. Of value meals. I like to think that uh, President Obama or President Bush or even Clinton before him, maybe even the first Bush in that same situation, just presidents of the last 20 something years. I like to think they would have gone outside and grilled up some burgers you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Been like a real person. If you're going to do something, do it like that. Yeah, and just make it like a barbecue and say, look, we can't, we can't do this because of the shutdown or whatever. 
but I can cook a burger. I can cook a hot dog. Don't get me wrong. I eat it with... <laughs> that would have been charming a little bit, right? I eat it with alarming frequency, but <laughs> McDonald's is trash food, and it's kind of insulting that that's your... Right. Everybody, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And we talked about it when it happened, because you're giving garbage to like some of the most well-oiled machines yeah. currently going in the yes. country right now, like the championship level collegiate team. And, and you're you, gonna give them you fries make a, you make that a are cold. Point that if you're gonna do it, like just do do like a barbecue, like really, yeah. really go out, get some people who know what they're doing. Don't go out to the rose garden and like the, put some chairs out. <laughs> one of the larger questions is, you know, McDonald's food doesn't sit well, specifically no. the fries. So how yeah. are you doing this? How no, they were stale. They were cold. So it doesn't taste like garbage. Do you remember in like uh, garbage? Garbage more garbage <laughs> than the. I don't, remember, I don't know how I didn't think of this when we talked about it before, but in uh, Forrest Gump, when uh, the Alabama football team goes to the White House. <laughs> I don't know if I remember he, that part. He goes, since it was free and I was real thirsty, I must have myself 14 Dr. Peppers. I do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a... It's just such a... It, again, it, to me, it speaks to insecurity of... It happened once and people were like, ooh, that was weird. He's like, no. This is my thing now. Right. I own it. This is what I do. I planned it from the start. It's just, <laughs> doesn't even vary it up. It's always McDonald's. Doesn't throw a throw a bone to Wendy's or Oh, there was the first time at least there was Burger King and Wendy's. Was and, there? Yeah. I thought it was all McDonald's. No, it wasn't that. just McDonald's. It was it was a variety of garbage food. Throw a bone to one of our local <laughs> confectionaries that you're so fond of. What do they have in uh, Washington D.C.? Do they have Arctic circles there? I don't think so. I think Arctic Circle is a just a Utah business. I think so too. Yeah, I wonder what the they have there house. though. They have like a, I don't know, Colonial Pin Burgers or something. I, <laughs> I the the sort of bummer the bummer at least for me is I think you go to those places they don't have Arctic Circles they have like local eatery like local business eateries where mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a new series on Netflix that I kind of want to watch <laughs> called Street Food that is just basically oh uh, yeah. That popped up on my little thing today. You know, watching the little preview for it, there there are scenes where you, there's just it's like an alleyway of just open air eateries. I'm like, there is nowhere here I could go to that is even that is any kind of analog to that. Uh, no, no, because of health codes and stuff like that. I mean, if you just watch like the Anthony Bourdain show, no reservation, not no, there was no reservations. But what was the newest one called? Anyway, the one that was on CNN, it's on. Netflix now and he just eats at places like just people squatting in the street making some amazing noodle dish that he has to get yeah. every time he goes to that country he has to get it from this person because they do it the the perfect way or something mm. yeah you couldn't do that here New York City is getting rid of hot dog carts I think what that's what that's what I heard it's part of their green their green plan to get rid of hot dogs what I don't know <laughs> That's weird. Like hot dogs are the biggest problem. I don't know. I'll have to. I did, I'll have to look into that. That seems odd. Like hot dogs. Hot are, dog stand seems sort of tied into the identity of New York. That plus also it's probably less waste than I mean, going into an remember, actual fast food restaurant. Remember Slimer? Yeah, I sure do. It's it's part of their lore. A mouthful of hot dogs. Yeah. But I mean, you go to a taco or a taco cart or a hot dog cart, you get a little piece of paper underneath your hot dog or your taco 
You go to, go into a restaurant, you're getting a styrofoam container. You're getting a plastic lid on top of a plastic cup. You're getting all this waste. Taco cart, hot dog cart. You might get a can of soda. That's recyclable, the aluminum. You know what I mean? It's simple. It's whatever. I'm I'm trying to t- take a look at this because it seems seems local result. <laughs> local uh, hot dog carts, New York. Last updated April. Like Yelp for that. <laughs> let's let's get a Yelp review of a taco cart in New York. I'm sure everybody's okay. dying to hear that. Okay. Now uh, <laughs> this is from April 2019, so this is this is hot off the press. All right. I'm not seeing any news stories on that, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on this one. Just put a uh, hot dog band New York. Hot dog, hot dog band New York. You're right. They <laughs> said hot dog band New York. <laughs> I haven't seen the hot dog band in years. <laughs> There's the hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog from uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I yeah. They're gonna have to change that. <laughs> it's gonna be sushi Video's roll, sushi roll, California New roll. New York banding hot dog carts? Question mark. Seen some videos for some local stations. New York City to ban hot dogs and processed meats to improve climate. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the money. Also, hot dogs are made of the stuff that is left over when they make other meats. So the stuff that's left over from the face and the hind parts, and it's just, it's using what would otherwise be wasted. It which isn't super aver- er, appetizing <laughs> when I say it out loud, but... It, I mean, it... Just the, the surface level stuff here says it's part of a, a Green New Deal thing on uh, to cut the purchase of red meat by 50% in its city-controlled facilities. Such as Good luck with that. Schools and correctional facilities. So, you know, I, I'm sure I could read further into it. One of the unfortunate things, one of the things that, you know, you know, along the lines of, you know, finding out how much water has to go into an almond and mm-hmm. things like that, greenhouse gases, a big problem is cow, is cow farts. Yeah. Like, cow farts are that damaging, which is weird, but, you know. But if I eat vegetables, it makes me fart more than meat, so. You, you cannot. Even, even though I know, you, I know you got that blast processing, <laughs> you still can't compare to a cow. But mine are all concentrated, because I can go all day without farting, but as soon as I lay down, it's like Mozart's Fifth Symphony, man. I don't know what it is. It's like. My body just lets it go. Like there's a level in my body or something. As soon as I lay it, lay flat, it just opens the passageway. That's, that's good information. Yeah. <laughs> so don't invite me to lay, lie down, anyone. You know, it, it doesn't seem to be saying anything. It. The best I can gather is uh, th- this is more of a schools and hospitals kind of thing. And then the speculation is, what, are you going to come for a hot dog stands next? Mm, so it's one of those uh, fake news where they... They just grasp onto Spe- it and spin it. Yeah. All right. And, hey, to be honest, like, hot dogs, I got tricked. Hot dogs really shouldn't be in schools, right? Speaking of fake news, no, they shouldn't. I saw everybody here that's listening, I assume, is a fan of the onion. I saw the funniest onion thing I've ever seen. It was uh, Hellman's mayonnaise now introducing meat on the bottom mayonnaise. What does that? <laughs> so it would have like ham chunks at the bottom of the cup. <laughs> uh, explain. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hip to the mayonnaise scene. <laughs> explain that one to me. Uh, it's not real. I mean, it's it's no, a mean, joke story. What's the what's the joke of like? Why is it that? would be like yogurt? The fruit on the bottom yogurt. Except is, that, it, is that what they're referencing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a woman okay. eating like a little cup of Hellman's, and it had <laughs> little chunks of oh. ham at the bottom. That's me being thick. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. I thought it was a matter of like, 
Like, because the onion, the onion will also reference things that aren't a product, but people kind of do on the sly because uh-huh. they're were monsters. Like, <laughs> you know, like cheese company introduces just bag of cheese that you eat with your hands. Kind of thing. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's not. It's just like I said. It's not how it's supposed to be done, but it's definitely how you do it. What if they made like gloves out of chips, and you could just dip them in like gooey cheese and just until your hands are free. Uh, too much danger there. Too much danger. That is. Losing that is a little bit of danger. <laughs> uh, you like it? You like a good dipping cheese? Uh, I always feel like the danger of it cooling quickly is always present. I think if it's got real cheese in it, and maybe you know what's really good is when you get like the. The Rotel chili or the Rotel stuff, like the peppers and the tomatoes, and you put that in the cheese, oh, yeah. that gives it a nice flavor. Yeah, I believe that it's scientifically referred or some me, queso. scientifically referred to as kick. Kick. Oh yeah, it does give it some uh, some hatch green chilies. <laughs> good stuff, man. I'm a, I'm a good. I'm a good cheap salsa kind of guy. I really love a good uh, like restaurant salsa. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna worry. When I come home, I'm gonna get me a cheap jar of salsa, and I love homemade salsa. I even honestly like the cheaper chip. Like, you know, a, ba- a bag of nacho Doritos is fine if you want to be fancy. I'll go for the cheapest white corn bag I can find, and I'm in love. Mm-hmm. The saltier, the better. I like over the border. Those are good chips. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to keep an eye. The restaurant style. I guess over the border it, is an yeah, actual so restaurant. like a couple of good restaurants. Hey, we're on the at the free ad, tra- ad train. Meat okay. Ranchitos down the road from here. Oh, yeah. We got some good salsa and good uh, good home style chips. I went to Rancheritos. I think it was Rancheritos last week. Got a California burrito. Uh, they ran- put the potatoes in, though. We have a Rancheritos a little farther down the road, and we like to go for breakfast burritos on Saturdays. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. This was this was carne asada, and it, the California burritos, they're big in California. They throw, uh, they throw uh, some uh, potatoes in there. Yeah. Traditionally, you know it's fries, but... Tomato, your, your potatoes in a, in a burrito mm-hmm. is a, a real treat. It is. It's a pleasant little... Oh, hello. Uh, the Miranchitos. <laughs> Didn't expect you. The Miranchitos, the trick there is just get the, get the appetizer nachos, just get a full plate of those with the shredded beef, that's your meal. Wow. That's so a good, good tip. So good. Pro tip. Jake Dahl's nacho tip real, of the day. A fat Thor pro. <laughs> Gabe has started Spoiler. referring to me. Spoiler. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Find the time on that, for God's sake. <laughs> no, it's going to be three weeks away, and that's not a huge... Nobody's going to know what you're talking okay. about. <laughs> okay, we're going to even leave in where I'm panicking about editing it out. That's great. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my other one for our next episode. Freaking doy. What a... What a maroon. <clears throat> but, uh, anyway, hey, you know what? I, I, for all the great local color you guys are getting, the great, uh, you know, the great suggestions you get on where, you go, where you're going, you can forgive me a little spoiler. You know what? What is apparently three weeks. While we're on the food thing, yeah. Before we get too far <laughs> to change the subject it's the food from spoilers, episode. I guess so. Uh, the hotel, or uh, I'm staying in at Airbnb next week when I'm down in LA. And down the street is a Shake Shack. Hey. Yeah. You, dude. I'm like, excited. I've never had Shake Shack. For realsies, have you been doing any recon, like staking out places, like local places to go and get some really... Not really. I mean, I just barely booked my Airbnbs last night, so I will eventually like 
over the weekend that's or whatever. What I call it, Jake Doll Bad Call. You were you really ought to get on there and find some local places to to hit. I will. I just got to figure out. I mean, now that I know where I'm going to stay every night that I'm down there. Don't treat yourself to a Trump banquet for one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to avoid McDonald's for sure. No, I already know. At one point, when I'm in San Diego, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to this beach I always go to. And I can't remember what it's called right now off the top of my head. I'd have to go. It's like Midway. It's not Midway. Midway's where the giant ship is. It's a different one. There's like a little amusement park there. I love going there. And they've got taco shops all along there. I got a couple that I'll hit up, get a burrito, take my shoes off, stand in the sand, watch the ocean while I eat carne asada. That's that's a okay. That's my favorite thing to do in California now. Yeah, usually when Disneyland's I go, too expensive, so that's my next. When I'm fortunate choice. enough to travel lately, I, I generally get to travel with uh, a lot of my friends are pretty well traveled, and they know some really good nooks and crannies to go mm. to and get some amazing food. See, I'm going to L.A. for like five days. I've never been to L.A., but I do have a couple buddies that were comics here, and they've moved to L.A., so I'm going to hang out with them. Oh, neat. And hopefully, I mean, they both have day jobs, but hopefully I get some tips. Oh, it's Jacob Lee and Patrick Ramirez. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're they're good friends of mine, and they're both living down there now. And I know they'll have to work, and that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, get them to take days off or anything. But they can give me some tips, tell me where to go, see what's good. Real excited for your dates. You bet you you roped in anything. You know, you said you've considered maybe hitting some other stuff. You roped in anything else? Uh, Well, I'm I'm doing the... What, the 10th in San Diego and the 16th in San Diego? And those are both up on their websites now, the Comedy Heights website and and the Madhouse. The Madhouse, it's like my name on the website, so that's pretty cool in San Diego. And then L.A., I've got a couple things that I'm crossing my fingers will... We'll play out. If not, if that, I'll just go hang out at the comedy store and I'll be perfectly happy. But if I can get some sets while I'm down there, like some qual, I don't want to go to a coffee shop in front of three people. <laughs> when no. I can, you know what I mean? I mean, I can do that here if that's what I really want to hey, want to do. You don't got to, but in the hypothetical, like that could be some real stretching on like your, you know, stage fright or your uncomfortableness, like really just stretching that muscle to its limit. No, I I've done it. I, oh. Oh yeah, I've performed for three people before. <laughs> Fun. I mean, what you basically do is you just turn it into a conversation with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you turn it into something that seems like it's more catered just to them, they're gonna enjoy it a lot more than if you. I mean, there, there's. You want to put on a show. Say there's like sixty people in a room that holds three hundred and fifty people. Yeah. If you perform like you're performing for 350 people, it can still be an amazing show. But if it's like a really small amount and you just, I mean, I guess you read it. If they want material, just do the material with all the energy you would normally do. Yeah, sure. And just try to destroy it for them. But sometimes they feel awkward because there's nobody else there. So if you can just kind of play with them a little and be positive and, you know, do a little crowd work and then get them on your side and then go into material. You, you just learn how to read the room and mm. see what to do. You know, cool one. worst thing you can do is just stand there and go, this is, this is terrible. Why am I here? <laughs> you know, and just curl up into a ball. <laughs> That's what I want you to try is your next one. When it's like, that. just go into it. Just keep going. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> just see turn how around. long you can do that. See if you can get them, see if you can, you know, let them turn on you, then see if you can bring them back, play all those games. When I first started, I always wanted to do something. I never, I never did do it. 
I wanted to like go into my head like a, a Smeagol Gollum thing. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like you. Crouch on the crouch no, on the stage. I think they like me just fine. No, they'll hold you. They think you suck. No, no, they're really nice. They, I, I never did do it though. I, I've talked to you about that. I'm I am. It's hard for me to get into uh, like persona comedians, comedians that like they're they're right. very much playing a part up there. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying that like. <laughs> a couple of times, uh, I can't remember who it was. I saw recently. Someone was definitely putting on a a persona and it was like he wasn't I would I don't think he was bad so much as mm-hmm. it was just you had to really get on board with the kind of character. Yeah, that's not my cup of tea. I'm not I'm not gonna bash it or anything like that. It just doesn't do anything for me personally. There was a guy and I don't remember if I've talked to you about him before. This was years and years and years ago and I have tried and cannot find who the comedian was. But he had he had the he almost like a Paul Bearer sorta of, Sort of cadence, and he he would keep telling jokes, and the the tagline for all of them was, "Coincidence? I think not." <laughs> was it like a local person here? No, no, no. This okay, was, this was like when I was a teenager, like uh, Saturday night comedy, like stand up show that I, you know, on on a. You know, it wasn't like emo Phillips or anything. No, was it? it was a okay. big. It was a big. It was a larger, like bald guy. And he would, huh. and at the end, finally he'd go coincidence, and he held out the microphone, and you heard the whole crowd go, "I think not." And he brought it back and goes, "You're getting it." I think we need to Google it. I I have Googled it, and the other. Oh thing, really? You've you've done research. I think, I think it was the same guy. It might have been a different guy, but it, the the other joke that I loved of his, and I'm. I'm only stealing it for the show in that... Five years later, he guy. started doing serendipity. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> he, did a, he did a gag where he, he talked about Perry Mason. And he goes, I always thought that the Perry Mason show needed... Like, I love that theme, but it needed lyrics. And I, this <laughs> thing sticks in my head so hard. The lyrics he said was, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. He always gets his man, but he's too fat to chase him. <laughs> and I wish I knew who that dude was because that's really funny. But I've never been able to find the guy. I remember one guys or guys. It could be two people. Two different people. I remember when the first Lion King came out. I believe it was Richard Jenny. And this is, I mean, it's a, the the unknown Richard Jenny. <laughs> yeah, you know, platypus man. Yeah. Uh, He's like, what? What's up with that song? Pink pajamas, penguins on the bayou, <laughs> and I've always remembered that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I, you know what I was also like, keeping on the comedy train. You know what I was thinking about today? The biggest comedy gimmick of all time. What? I was thinking about the unknown comic. The unknown comic with a bag on his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that guy. I don't even know if he was funny. Like, I, I think at, uh, when I was a kid. I got very uh, fascinated. Like Gallagher really appealed to me. <laughs> I've I've honestly a, never a, seen a single minute of Gallagher. I I watched a couple of his specials. I mean, and I can't can't even remember. I was a kid. okay. The things I remember from, of course, was the Sledgematic and uh, right. I remember he that's had, what everybody remembers. But he, he actually was a joke writer. He, but well, he also had in one special he made a giant sofa. That when you pulled the uh, the cushions off, there were trampolines. Hmm. And he, he would pull things like things you find in a sofa, and there was a giant potato chip and <laughs> things like that. So he, you know, right? He ran on gimmick the gimmick train. 
Which so, is fine. I mean, when I was younger, I was in, you know, then and Carrot Top appealed to me and Jeff Dunham appealed to me. And then I got older. I'm like, yeah, all this stuff's kind of hink. I love Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle. And it's because they look at both sides of what they're talking about. So some comics just want to basically give their opinion on something and try and put a joke in there with it. It what What's really funny to me is when somebody is able to point out that there's ridiculousness on both sides. However, some people don't want that. Some people do want Larry the Cable Guy, which <laughs> everybody craps on, but you know what? He sells out arenas, so there's obviously a market for him out there. Or Carrot Top has been in Vegas for 20 years making millions of dollars. There's a huge market for him. <laughs> Oddly enough, I think I was always on Carrot Top's side until... He bulked out, and it just <laughs> is just disturbs you. I think he's slimmed back down a little bit now, from from what I remember. It's hard there to was, get those images out of your head of hulked out uh, <laughs> carrot top. There was an episode of the Jim Gaffigan show. It was on, um, not well, not Nick at Night. Maybe it was Nick at Night. I don't know. Whatever. Does Nick at Night exist anymore? <sighs> I don't know. But it was on. It was on a Nick one of the Nickelodeon. TV land. It was on TV land. And there was an episode where I guess. he gets put in, um, it's like an imaginary jail for people that have become a punchline. <laughs> okay. And in the jail, Carrot Top is there and Chad Kroger oh, from Nickelback oh. is there. And <laughs> were, they, were these the real people or was yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's like, Carrot Top, what are you doing here? He's like, I have no idea. Uh, they just threw me in here, and I've been here ever since. I don't know what I did. <laughs> okay. It was just this funny reference. It was like a a thing in his imagination of being in this as a fan, purgatory. Of, as a fan of Jamiroquai, I get it. Yeah, Jamiroquai's great, man. I love Jamiroquai, but like... That was like our second episode. Most of the time, most of the time, stepping outside of that is the guy with the hat or the guy who danced in the room for the mm-hmm. video. Which was a cool video. Yeah. It's a good they made, song. They made they made a few really cool videos, but they made two, you know, that and the Can't Heat video are both pretty cool videos. So, I mean, you just got to do what you do. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. I guess. I guess. I mean, that's that's the world we live in now. And the, the crappy thing is now everybody has a, a platform to crap on everything they don't like. I know. It's, it's our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we yeah, like we like most of the stuff we as, talk about. As part of the Jake of the Year, I I made the resolution to I I want to not be entirely mean, but that there still has to be room to be be able to be critical. Right, and of course, you know, critical is that is, is exact. You got to be able to point out flaws and things that you like too. And also, I will end up being hateful towards some things, but that's only because they are really bad. I just one of the things that got me kind of to start stepping back from like sports is my team is righteous. Your team is evil. And yeah, then that stuff's real bad. I know, but it like pop culture is becoming that too. Like a geek, geeky culture, like star Wars, like my star Wars from when I was a kid is righteous. The new stuff is evil. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Have some context, have some gray area folks. Not everything is good or bad. There's a lot of most things lie in between. There's terrible and there's excellent and then there's everything else in between those two. Probably. I don't know. I the <coughs> the idea of being into things or not into things like uh, um, 
I think we had spoke about it specifically more with the Captain Marvel thing of the desire to want it to be good because it it being bad it being bad lets a specific person think that they won for some heinous reasons. Right. No, it's it's like where, a where that should be that should be by and large divorced from whether or not it's a good or bad movie. Like okay. We'll talk a local college sports real quick. Oh, just yeah. for a second. Uh, Utah BYU. All right. There's a lot of Utah fans, and most of my friends are Utah fans, to be honest with you. Like, BYU is not as big as it was when I was a kid. Well, they haven't. Just because. They haven't beat Utah in, like. Yeah, well, that's that's part of it. A lot of people have jumped the bandwagon. But I know a lot of people that love Utah only because they hate BYU. But that's a thing that's actually, like, like DC and Marvel, for example. I only like Marvel. Everything DC sucks. Well,. Why can't you just like both? Star Wars and Star Trek, same thing. I only like Star Wars. Everything Star Trek is stupid. Actually, there's some pretty good stuff if you'd watch it. You might actually learn something or you might enjoy it. I just don't understand the the black and white or the half black, half white character from Star Trek, but <laughs> <laughs> No, I There's I, room to like a lot of stuff. I'm I'm kind of a Marvel zombie. I don't I don't hate DC. It's just that the Marvel styles and stuff speaks to me more. And also, DC has been so comically bad at making movies. There's honestly some Schadenfreude that I feel when they, whenever they fall on their face, it's kind of hilarious. But they were the first ones to, that went out and did it. Are we talking about like the OG Superman? Yeah, OG Superman, OG Batman. I mean, yeah. That's before. I mean, Marvel's been around for ten years. It's it, basically. I generally, I generally speaking, I cut off at the MCU. Like mm-hmm. that, that stuff that came before, it's all whatever it is. It's fine. There's not there's not even a ton of outright bad stuff pre the MCU stuff. DC's Gwyneth Paltrow, Marvel's Jennifer Lawrence. The viewing audience is Chris Martin from Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, but I mean, Gwyneth still looks great. Sure. But apparently, she's not Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> and that's why Chris Martin is all about Jennifer Lawrence. Well. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that relationship stuff? I don't follow yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a real thing. Was Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> with Chris Martin? Yeah, they have kids together. But now he's having a kid with Jennifer Lawrence, I think. That, I had no idea. What's Chris Martin got that I don't got besides millions of dollars? Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I guess that does help. But, uh, no. I'm kerfuffled now. <laughs> Pre, Pre-MCU? Kind of DC had the the um, the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. and they kind of and even still, if you if you want to be more of a, a, a fan of cinema, mm-hmm. as far as superhero <clears throat> movies, and you're you're a person who's into cinema, you, you're still going to point to that Dark Knight trilogy. I think if you want to if you want to question where did DC go wrong, I think the first mistake they made was. Everybody, you like those uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies? Awesome. They don't exist in what we're about to do. <laughs> we're starting. Their first mistake? I think so. Yeah. I would say their first mistake is all y'all who like those Christopher Nolan movies. We're gonna take that tone and apply it to everything we do. Well, yeah, that. But to take that tone, but then not acknowledge that that was the Batman that happened. You know what I mean? If you're going to take that tone and roll that over into it, even if you recast it, I think a lot say of Christian are, Bale didn't want to do it anymore, you could just roll into that universe instead of 
starting from scratch. I think there's a lot of people that would have liked that. I think. Don't you think or, <laughs> if they sorry. they could have got Christian Bale to do another movie or two, if that Superman was going to come in? It's possible. I don't. I don't know. Do I forget? Do they make reference to Superman in any of those movies? I, in my I mind, don't know. In my mind, there's a moment in them. I I could be getting it jumbled with something else, but in my mind, there's a point in one of them where someone just makes reference to that. I don't even know what's going on with that guy in Metropolis or something. Something to that effect. It's a very, it's a very brief moment that they just probably make to something in Metropolis. I think they were referencing the Nicolas Cage Superman movie that never got made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, for for me, and this is the way I look at it as those three movies, they told a open and shut story. Yeah. No, I agree. In a, in a universe where none of the other DC <clears throat> stuff exists, kind of in the same way of. You know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies existed in a world where none of the other Marvel stuff existed. I'm just saying they were super, super successful. And DC just kind of went, yeah, those don't exist in what we're about to do. And I thought that was, why not just try and roll it in a little bit? You know what I mean? Carry something over from it. Yeah, I mean, they could have done that. I just, I think that they wanted to do, it's just like saying... It's similar to saying like why didn't why didn't Marvel try and roll over some of the Tobey Maguire stuff? I mean, it was all of Well, they didn't have the rights to it. That was the main reason. Yeah, I guess that that's certainly part the, of it. That's a, yeah. That's certainly part of it. But DC had the had the ability to do it from from go and they didn't do it. I'm I'm more on the side of they just kind of they got off on the wrong foot with Man of Steel and I liked of, Man of Steel. I don't like Man of Steel. I I don't have any problems with Man of Steel. I think they just they they wanted to get into the Justice League so fast instead of like Marvel took their time and introduced all these characters individually. Yeah, they got for me they got off on the wrong foot with sad sad Superman and then the story they wanted to tell from there was there wasn't any sort of trying to get what is the heart of that character back on track it was the next focus is in saving the Earth, you created a terrorist event. We don't, we don't trust you, and our Batman is going to be focused on killing people and trying to stop you from helping people because he doesn't trust you. Well, I mean, the tone, the tone was a lot of it too. Now they figured that out a little. I haven't seen Shazam yet, but I mean, I loved Aquaman, I loved Wonder Woman, so yeah. they're getting a little bit more fun stuff in the movies because superhero movies should be fun. Based on based on some of the stuff they're doing the next few years could be real interesting for that. I mean, of the Dark Knight movies, the uh, Christopher Nolan ones, the most successful one by far was the Dark Knight, and that's because of the Joker. I'm trying to think if that was financially the most successful or if it was. I think it did the most. Yeah. I think it was the the highest grossing superhero movie of all time when it came out. Huh. Before Marvel <laughs> did what they've done Boy. in the last ten years. Boy. All that stuff, <laughs> to some degree... Marvel some also degree. has Disney behind them. And Disney, Disney's got a track record of, of success. Warner Brothers is hit and miss. Yeah. Warner Brothers Space kind of Jam fell into Harry Potter. Somehow on its way. What is? Space Jam 2. Or, I, is I, it I really? I mean, Space they've been Jam talking about it for Jam. five years. Everything I hear about it is it's still, it's still in production. People are starting to hate LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> Even sports fans are down on LeBron I, James, I so they'd better sports. do it now. I don't follow sports well enough to know. Most of my sports comes from like listening to the Sklar Brothers sports show. Mm-hmm. 
the view from the cheap seats. And I don't know. They're 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 definitely very knowledgeable. Uh huh. I don't know if you can count them as average sports fans. They're no, they're not average. Out. They're they're above average in knowledge and oh, I mean, no, in passion. They're they're above average in knowledge. They talk some about having that passion, but they also do, they seem less blind toward fandom than. I don't know. I'm just saying in lines of they they talk about LeBron and how he's he's been up he's incredibly 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 talented but he's almost ham hamstrung by he's uh he takes almost a healthier approach to what he's doing as opposed to someone like say Jordan who mm-hmm. was Jordan was driven by uh by being an utter and complete terrible person basically yeah it was it was by hatred more more than anything he was just he, he hated was, losing he hated anything that was, was going to cause him to lose yeah, it wasn't super healthy, but it worked. And that pushed them through. It pushed them through, you know, multiple championships and cemented his place as a legend. See, who was maybe not as talented as LeBron, but LeBron. No, he was more talented than Le- LeBron on the court. He, I, LeBron. I'm not knowledgeable. I've seen a lot of information back and forth on that. LeBron is probably number two, but Jordan is number one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Jordan's number one. Period. Uh, as far as LeBron, button on it here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anybody that wants to message me, feel free. But (laughs) later to the tater at gmail.com. LeBron can't take over a game like Jordan did. He just can't. No, that's what I'm saying is like talent wise, talent wise. It can be argued that LeBron fundamentally is a better basketball player, but he won't take command the way Jordan would mostly because he's not, he has a little bit healthier, State of mind. I think the scholars have talked about probably post career, LeBron will be a much healthier yeah. human than kind of Michael Jordan distancing distancing himself from people. He's been super famous for twenty years. Like he's he's probably around thirty six, something like that. And since he was in high school, since he was like sixteen, he's been super famous. Everybody knew he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. And he was, and everybody knew he was going to be Rookie of the Year, and he was, and everybody knew he was going to be an all-star and be the best player in the league, and he has been, and he hasn't had anything off-court at all. He's got a family, he's got a wife and kids, he seems to be a good dude off the court. Just on the court, he either doesn't care, or I don't know. I don't really want to bag on LeBron. I'm just a lot of sports fans are getting down on him. So my point was, if they're going to make Space Jam, (laughs) do it before every while somebody actually cares. It seems that I hear about that the movie is definitely being made, and that I thought I heard something recently about uh, some uh, someone uh, newish in sports was maybe uh, was maybe not wanting to be in the movie. But I just hmm. hear that it is still going. Man, all I know is if you're an athlete and you have a chance to be in the Space Jam movie, do it. Is that? Do yeah. The, do Sean Bradley was in the first one. Yeah. What else is he remembered for? I don't know. But also, what we, I, <laughs> I didn't know what Sean Bradley was doing in that movie to begin with. Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley, to me, was in that movie for the same reason he was in basketball at all. Is He's just really tall. Yeah. And they needed basically the real... Who were they going to get to be the really tall guy in that movie at that point? It was him. Yeah. I think Muggsy Bogues was in it, too. Muggsy Bogues is in it. Barkley was in it. Ewing, I think. Yeah. Big Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Number 33 for the Knicks. For the New York Knicks. Patrick Ewing. Barkley and Ewing are in the same club as Stockton and Malone. 
Amazing okay. players never won a title. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also on that same thing, does anyone... Do the Looney Tunes carry much cachet? Now? No. But I think in the early 90s, there was still quite a bit of yeah, that's what I'm saying. Looney like, Tunes going on. But that movie, that movie had Jordan, who even... The movie, the movie clowns on Jordan playing baseball, right? Yeah. It starts while he's not doing well in baseball. Right. But still, you remember Michael Jordan is this, you know, this meteoric uh, legend, mm-hmm. coupled with the Looney Tunes, who still at that time had. Also, Space Jam is a bad movie. Jordan was the most famous person on the planet at that time. Some would some would say Muhammad Ali, but I think with younger people. About Michael Jackson, <sighs> buddy Michael Jackson. No, I say I think Michael Jordan was more was more famous. Michael Jackson was in the middle of his crappy music at that point. You know, I I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you that wasn't black or white era. It was after that. Was it? Yeah, it was like "Leave Me Alone." Remember that song? Where, remember, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> so, but again. That's also coming back to. I think Space Jam is a bad movie. That oh, it sucks. That we're, but it's fun. We're in the midst of. Uh, we're in the midst of people at the right age. Grew right. Up, saw that movie at the right time. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. Good luck out there, LeBron and Space yeah. Jam too. Do it. Hopefully, it'll bring back Looney Tunes. What's really weird is like when they when they made the the Muppets a few years back. It was an amazing movie. Everybody loved it. And I was like, the Muppets are going to be back. And now they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> like it was huge. And my now memory, my memory of that was um, that movie was really cool. And then the subsequent movie felt a little. Yeah, it was more. It was uh, more like great video. Muppet caper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they did do. Was it HBO? They did a Muppet series. No, it was on ABC. That was the one where they uh, made it realistic. They made it more realistic, and like Kermit and Piggy got separated. And yeah, and Fozzie was dating Ricky Lindholm from. Uh, I can, I never get the two right. It's uh, not Hollow Notes. It was Garfunkel Oates, Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so Fozzie was dating her. I remember the only episode I saw, he was going to meet her parents or something like that. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. It was trying to be adult. I don't know. And from that, we got that really bad movie with. Uh, oh, uh, Jenny McCarthy's. Yeah. Co- not, not Jenny McCarthy, the, Melissa McCarthy, her the cousin. Less, the less said about it, the better. Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're good. Hey. We didn't get around speaking of Jenny McCarthy. We didn't get around to talking about the the amazing '90s, the Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Yeah, I mean, the trailer it looks like garbage. They're doing the whole bring them into our world thing, which I, I hate. I don't know if it. I don't know what it is. I only know it looks like a '90s trash movie. Sonic has human teeth. I don't even know who the voice of Sonic is, to be honest with I you. I didn't even look. But Jim Carrey's in it. He's doing his Jim Carrey thing, except he's, he looks old now. He's 90s Jim Carrey in this movie. But it just reminded me, this measles outbreak that's happening right now, Jim Carrey and <laughs> and uh, Jenny McCarthy were the face of the anti-vaxxers yes, for a time. Very much so. I, <coughs> so Jim Carrey's doing all these paintings. He's protesting Trump, and he's protesting uh, you know, uh, capitalism and all this stuff. He's, he's Captain Liberal. 
I he's the re- he's part of the reason there's a measles outbreak, and he needs to take responsibility I for that. I could be wrong, but I think Jim Carrey did distance himself from from the Jenny McCarthy stuff. Well, he needs to go back out there again. I don't. I don't. And tell like, people vaccinate your kids. I don't feel like doing the research on it, but I feel like I had heard that Jim Carrey sort of may a culprit about the anti-vax stuff. Well, he didn't do a good enough job that I don't know about it. You know what I mean? That hedgehog down and give him a shot. Yeah. Vaccinate the hedgehog. He looks so bad. He, I mean, seriously, he had a part in it and he should be doing with, there's a measles outbreak. He should be on TV telling people, please vaccinate your kids. If you didn't vaccinate them because something I may have said, I was wrong. You need to vaccinate your kids. It does not cause autism. Even if it did, would you rather your kid have autism or die of measles? But it doesn't cause autism. I have an autistic kid. It's not because he had vaccinations, which he did. It's because it's hereditary. There's other things in the environment that cause it too. There's a hundred different things that could cause it. They have scientific proof that it is not because of vaccinations. So vaccinate your kids. And by the way, Sonic the Hedgehog coming to theaters. With human teeth. With human teeth. (laughs) Bring. That's one of that. That's one of those movies that's been bounced around for years, and they finally did. It, it looks. It's almost like um, that and Detective Pikachu are um, the movie twins. <laughs> yeah, Detective Pikachu actually looks fun though, yeah. because it's in a world where uh, Pokemon exist and have existed. It's it's not like Pikachu comes to a world where no one's ever heard of Pokemon. I think that's a big difference. Like when they made the Smurfs movies, why didn't you just make it in the Smurf village? If you really want Neil Patrick Harris to be in it, have him be some guy from a village down the street <laughs> that gets tangled up with the Smurfs and has to help him defeat Gargamel. And end up oh. instead of bringing them to our world, it's oh, Who's Gargamel just, in that. Isn't someone like really good? It's Hank Gargamel? Azaria. Yeah, Hank Azaria's Gargamel. Yeah, it's Apu. <laughs> Hank Azaria, Gargamel, Bill Murray's Garfield, dogs and cats living together, masses. <laughs> anyway, that it lo- it just looks like a bad movie. Basically, R.I.P. Like a poo. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. A poo. Did they kill him? I don't even know. I know they I stopped him. following it. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped following it because it, it is it's uninteresting. Hank Azari's okay, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's fine, and he can. There's he does five other voices on there, so I think he would have been. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want somebody else to do a poo? Fine. <laughs> yeah. Should that's what they should have just done to just switch the voice. Yeah. Oh well. And but, but you know we we talked about it before. I haven't I haven't had much by way of any interest in The Simpsons in well over a decade or so, probably fifteen to twenty years. And so what do I care if it's not doing well? I watched an episode yesterday. It was the one where uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy dies. When the jazz man testifies. That's a that's a good. <laughs> is it a good episode? Uh, I don't know. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> they had an elephant once. Yeah, they had an Same. elephant. I think... I don't know. I'm going to go back and watch All the Simpsons because it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. You know, watch All the Simpsons hoping that uh, Song of the South pops up in there somewhere? I don't think Song of the South's going to be on there. I'd be shocked if they put it on there. <laughs> the, the word I'm hearing is it's definitely not going to be on there. Yeah, which... I would be really surprised if it's on there. So, I mean, if, if you are going to do it, I've said before, have a have a little PSA before it, but it's probably easier just to not put it on. Yeah, just do just do like those Warner Brothers ones. Get 
get someone who's smarter than us to come in and contextualize. Right. Exactly. Contextualize. That's a word. They had. To, you know who the person who was smarter than us that they did for the Warner Brothers ones? Who? Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Whoopi Goldberg. I told you about that, that I... I have a bunch of those Looney Tunes box sets and a lot yeah. of them have things in front of me yeah. that says, hey, you know, we, we don't really, there's some really great artistic value and talent in these, and but they also really were doing some bad things with it. Too. Yeah. And luckily some of that stuff went away, like Whoopi Goldberg's eyebrows. Mel Blanc was a god. <laughs> Mel, Mel Blanc was the man. Mel Blanc was a god. He was. He did that stuff. <laughs> he did it all. All right, well, we should probably get to Magic Mike. You want to do some Magic Mike? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do a real quick one. Okay. Who do you want to talk to? The Joker, you say? You want yes. to talk to the Joker? <laughs> yes. Can we talk to the Joker? Which Joker? Uh, I was hoping that we could get talk to, uh, well... Since the Chucky movie's coming out, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I, I was trying to find the right way to say it, because I wanted to say the, the Batman the Animated Series Joker, but really, that... Mark Hamill's voice in the Joker has branched out to a lot of different uh, mediums for that character. I think it's funny that he's he's saying all these things to fans on the internet and they're calling it trolling. I don't think that's trolling. I think he's he's having fun with fans. What, what troll is it? Is this like Luke Skywalker specific stuff or? Well, I mean, just just about anything. Like he's he's saying ridiculous things. Like this is what really is going to happen in the movie, and it's like ridiculous yeah. stuff and. Mark Hamill trolling fans. It's not trolling fans. He's having fun. He's being. I think he. He's being silly. I think he stuck his foot in his mouth with the whole when he when he put it out there that he fundamentally disagreed with everything about Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, <Which> that was <laughs> when you when you watch the documentary about it. Like it may it makes a lot of sense, but when it's just bare bones in a complete vacuum, when he says that, it it's really damaging. Yeah. You could you could look back to the, and I think I think Mark Hamill's a great guy and we're probably my dogs agree with me about yeah. what a great guy he is. Who let the dogs out? Who who who? I think Mark Hamill is a great guy. I you know follow him on Twitter. I think he's really cool. But you could and and he's someone who speaks out against the idea of you know crappy fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh darn it! But uh, he. He may have been a good catalyst for a bad side of people going into The Last Jedi wanting to hate it. Yeah. Because their god said he disagreed with it. Where, it, outside of a vacuum, the idea of what he was being asked to do was something that was dear to him initially stung. But like a worker, he went out and did it and came around to saying, like, you know what, I'm really proud of this thing I did. No, I, I agree 100%. And I honestly don't have a problem with Luke dying in that movie. I just don't. Like... If if this next one is going to be the last Skywalker movie, I think that's yeah, the idea, that's just a progression that needs to happen. The idea of them saying it's the end of the the entire saga is is very intriguing. I think that I think they need to say the in, end of the Skywalker saga. It's because people are like, this is going to be the last Star Wars movie. I thought that's what it did say is it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Maybe I don't know, but. You know how we talked about earlier about uh, the hot dogs and they're going to stop serving them at schools and stuff. And all of a sudden there's news reports saying they're not going to be able to, it's going to be illegal to sell hot dogs in New York. Well, that's the same thing with Star Wars. Now people are going, the, the last Star Wars movie that's ever going to be made. No. What are you, stupid? It's not going to be the last Star no, Wars movie. No. It's, Dude, they, they've set up they've set <laughs> They're up tying Ray. up this loose end. They've set up Ray. They've set up Finn. They've set up, uh, you know. Uh, well, I don't think... Uh, uh, Daisy Ridley wants to do anymore. 
You don't think so? That's what I have heard, yeah, that she wants to be done with it because it's so toxic. Uh, okay, I don't... <laughs> for that, I definitely don't blame her. But there's other stories to tell. Uh, we'll see. They they set up... Knights of the Old Republic is to... something that looks like they're going to do, and that would be pretty awesome. We'll see where they go with that, I guess. So, considering all that Star Wars talk, I want to talk to the Joker. <laughs> all right. The, the Mark Hamill Joker. Okay, let's do it. Uh, strawberry shortcake. Hello. Where am I? Uh, hello, Mr. Joker. <laughs> this is the Joker from Gotham City. Who are you? Uh, I'm Jake. Hello, Jake. Mr. Are you the boy wonder? Uh, boy, no. Boy, no. You know what? Then why are you wearing those shorts? Okay. <laughs> I, like to, I like to keep the Coors Mountains cold. All right. Fair enough. So, and the R on your chest? Uh, well, I'm a big Are fan. you rated R? <laughs> Look, man. Uh, are you are you under 18? I'm over 21. Okay, you know what? Here's my identification. The Joker strikes again. That was a flower that shot acid at me. It was a spring, but thanks for noticing. I don't know how that's... I disagree. I believe that was a flower that shot acid. Joker, stop messing around with me. Comedy is all in the context. It's in the eye of the beholder. And speaking of which, there's something in your eye. It was a flower again. (laughs) If it was a flower... So why did that make the sound like the spring if it was a flower that time? It's so you'll expect a spring, but really, a, a, a flower shooting acid is what really happens. So what you're doing is some foley work, then? Yes, foley work by the Joker. So, Mr. Joker, can I Where call is you? Batty, can anyway? I, uh, I asked him not to come. I figured it would maybe be a little... You awful. can't have a party without Batman. Well, I mean, have you ever tried to have a party without Batman? Yes, it sucked. When was the last time you had a party without? Well, we all went to the Golden Corral. <laughs> Me and the rogues gather. A penguin was there, and the Riddler, and my personal favorite, Harley Quinn. Oh, she, she's quite a gal. Mr. Freeze, he made all of the roast beef a little too cold for us. <laughs> well, see, that's see, that's maybe it's the gang that you're hanging out with, Jokey, er. But when Batman's there, it just adds a little spark to the party. Feels like it's a little bit of a toxic relationship. To it is toxic. So, like my flower. Hey, careful with that. Come on. <laughs> you'd, li- you'd like to. You'll put your eye out. out. I need my eyes. <laughs> I need to see if the cores is cold. Um, hey man. What's nice been shot. Up to lately? Well, mostly. I've been trying to take over Gotham. Batman, so you, you he's know, always, he's such a troublemaker. Tried and true, you know, you stick with the classics. Right. And the citizens of Gotham, they you, love me. Consider, it's my showmanship. Have you considered a grassroots campaign? Maybe door-to-door, selling yourself for other people? Like Are you telling me I should sell marijuana? Canvassing, look. <laughs> I think that's a little small time. Joker, I'm not saying. That's more up the Riddler's I'm alley. He wears green, you know. <laughs> Riddle me this. What Gotham character do you think would be most uh, likely to open a dispensary? Man Bat. Man Bat? Man Bat. How do you say that? Well, he needs to calm down a little bit. (laughs) I was thinking thinking more of Firefly, just kind of the smoky... Firefly would sell the Zippo lighters. Uh (laughs) Joker, okay, you you don't want to open a dispensary. How do you feel about vaping? I think vaping is for the stupid. (laughs) 
Well, Joker, I guess we are on the same page. More Here's a now. little secret. The penguins are vapor from way back. Uh, he, he always did have the long cigarette. Exactly. Thing. He's, he's just, vaping. Just got a rig. It's he, the original jewel. He's just always biting on that rig. Exactly. Gross. That's not smoke. Come it's, on, Oswald. It's vapor. I'd say if you're going to blow that in my face, I've got something I'm going to blow in yours, Pingy. I was watching out for a flower there. (laughs) Pull my finger, penguin. (laughs) That's not a joker. Keep it appropriate. All righty. (laughs) Sorry. So, no, what I was talking about is, have you considered, like, you keep trying to take over Gotham, like, like in a kind of an aggressive way. Have you considered maybe, like, running for office, local office? Local office is really more, you know, people get up in this whole, like, you know, who's going to be the next president. People often ignore how important local office is. Joker, I implore you to do your part. I tried to give back to the community one time. I was the librarian for about three weeks, and people just would not put the books back in the Dewey Decimal System order, and it drove me a little crazy. (laughs) How did you stay quiet in a library environment? (laughs) <laughs> I just didn't show up for the work. That's the secret. <laughs> that is mighty crazy. Harley, clock me in. <laughs> <laughs> sure, puddin'. Sure, puddin'. Oh, is she, is she in there with you today? Yeah, Harley Quinn is here too. Hi, Harley. Which Harley Quinn am I? Okay, so I'm talking to Mark Hamill Joker. Which Harley Quinn am I talking to? The animated one, of course. Oh, that's, that's my favorite one. Yeah. How you been lately? I've been okay. I mean, I've been better, but things are a little hectic around here, you know? Did you head out to the Fanex recently? Of course. I hear tell there was a lot of you out there. Yeah, but I didn't dress as Harley Quinn. Who do you, who do you uh, go dressed as? I dressed as Ray from Star Wars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, nobody suspected a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did Joker go with you? Excuse me, can I talk to Joker about it? Yes, I'm back. Joker, did you go to FanX this uh, past week? Of course I did. Where else would I be? I got a vacation from Gotham once in a while, Jake. Did you did you dress up, Joker? Yes, I was Lando Calrissian. Oh, that's... I don't know if that's quite your style. He has uh, green hair now. Because <laughs> I have green hair. I guess so. He was once... Exactly. Did you know Lando Calrissian was once Harvey Dent? Exactly. That's why I chose him. Ooh, cool beans. When you go to a fan act, where do you like to hang out? I, I like to hang out where they make the those uh, those nuts that smell like cinnamon. Uh, okay, you're not. You're, That's my favorite cinnamon you don't nuts. Really go, need to go to a sort of comic theme convention for those kind of nuts, right? People have told me I'm a little bit nuts as nuts. well. <laughs> I fit right in. So, Joker, while you're here, do you? You have anything you want to plug for us? You doing any dates, Joker? Yes. I, uh, th- this weekend, I'm actually going to be trying to take over Gotham City. Okay. Uh, it, I've kind of got a residence there. Every weekend, I'm trying to, trying to take over Gotham City. Every so come check me down. out. Tip your weight staff to item minimum. <laughs> uh, well, Joker, it's been a pleasure. It has. Thank I'd, you for having me. I'd like to... I'm back. Hey. Hey. He was a real gas, man. A real gas. <laughs> so I had to send him back because as that he was a gas, he was not part of the new green deal. Sanctions. Are <laughs> Your on. beard is on fire. What happened in here? Uh, I don't know, man. He was oh, throwing a bunch of stuff at me. I, some of it came. <clears throat> so, Trav. Jake. I think we're there. 
I think we're there too. Uh, this is the part where you get to plug anything coming up. Oh yeah, I'll be in California. Uh, come see me in San Diego for sure, the May tenth and May sixteenth. Tenth, I'll be at a show called Comedy Heights. It's it's a clean show. You can bring your kids if if you're down there. I know we've got listeners in California, so come check it out. And uh, the sixteenth, I'll be at Madhouse Comedy in San Diego. And then in between, I'm setting some stuff up, so I'll be posting about it. Oh, good. So, you know, keep uh, keep your eye on Travis's uh, various social medias. Where where can they find you in that regard? At Travis Tate Funny on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those things. As uh, aforementioned, if you would like to contact us, later to the tater at gmail.com. Uh, I would like to take this time to ask any of you out there, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on your uh, whatever listener you're doing. Uh, if you do that, if you could just take a little time... Rate us, write a little review. It does great things for us. Great things. So uh, this is the time where I tell everybody that Blue Wave Theory does our music. They sure do. And uh, unless there's anything else you can think of, Trav? Nope. I think we're good. Just uh, call your comedy clubs or email them and say you want Travis Tate to come do stand-up. Definitely do. That's that. how it works. That's how you get. That's how you get gigs. It's a quality act. I can email them and say, "Hey, I'm funny," but they're like, "Okay, how many people are you going to bring?" But if yeah. people say, "Hey, I want them to come here," they take notice. Make your voices heard, people. Take note, just like the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> late to the party. <laughs> I'm Jake, and I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.